Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. What is going on everybody? My name is Connor Lawler. Welcome back to another week of Hero or Zero. This is the Heroes for Hire podcast. We are back again talking one comic book character, as we do every single week. We talk to good points and their bad points. And we generally just give you a bit of a rundown of everything to do with that character. As always, I am joined by my partner in crime, Mr. Sean Mead. Sean, how's it going? be honest, Connor, I'm on edge. Uh, I told you this before the show. I thought we were recording weird news today. Uh, yeah. I forgot what day it was, clearly. Uh, yeah, and yeah. I, I need to be, we need fairly high energy for weird news. And so mm. I, I fall on down the can of monster before coming on the call today. And now, and now you found out it's my report. So yeah. ultimately, it's a lot of listening on your part. Listening, taking in information. Yeah. You yeah, know, being yeah, constructive yeah. in the conversation yeah. and not twitching maybe not my like leg every roll, 15 seconds. Maybe not role rating a conversation with maybe some sort of random thought you've picked up on. Well, I, I, I'm not sure what role rating is, but I wouldn't <laughs> railroad a conversation, Connor. <laughs> oh, fucking got him. Oh, I hate him already. <laughs> Sleepy Sean would have let me away with that. I'm on another plane of things. <laughs> um, I mean, look, Hero Zero, as I mentioned, um, we do cover one character. Normally, Sean isn't as hyper, we should mention, but Wednesdays, you do bring the hype. I do bring um, the hype. I channel so, all of the energy for the week into Wednesday, usually. Yeah, and then Mondays, we hate movies. So that's, that's true. The, that's the vibe. <laughs> yeah, I, I hate all movies now. Yeah, which is terrible for us doing a movie show, but great for the <laughs> listeners, I'm sure. <laughs> God, I hate movies. That's like every segment. We still like comic um, books, though, so this show is safe. 
this is nice and easy. It's uh, comic books are nice. They're a safe space, um, and they're for everyone, Sean. But what they are is also a place to maybe have some divides because oh. you like Marvel, ah, I like DC, of course, and I don't want to talk about shitty Marvel characters because they're all bad except for the good ones, and there, DC characters are all good except all for the bad ones. <laughs> no. Oh. All right. Jeez, it seems a bit unfair. Before we get to the report this week, by the way, I just want to mention, if you could give us a like and review, whatever podcast platform that you're listening to this on, would really, really help us out. Um, but, Sean, we really have to get started, because episode one of Hero Zero was an interesting experience. Um, yes. I recently went back and listened to it, and... Oh, um, Jesus, God help you. Could, you. you could definitely tell the audio has changed slightly in, in the Improved? four years. Has it improved? Worse. It's gotten worse. Oh, actually worse. <laughs> wow. Because I'm fairly sure we recorded that, like, on our phones, by the way. It pretty, pretty positive. But four years ago was a long time. And as it is, like, our anniversary month this month, we are having a Patreon hangout next week, by the way, the 22nd. Um, yeah. So for all the patrons, you can jump on. Just have a chat with us on a Google Meet. But the four-year anniversary got me thinking, Sean, who could I do for Hero Zero this, mo- this week? Okay. Um, specifically this month. And so I decided on a little-known character called Mr. America. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Okay, so Heroes Your Episode 1, which is actually the first episode of Heroes for Hire ever, technically, yeah. because the other two are lost to time. Uh, yeah. I did Captain America, Steve you Rogers. Did, yes. And you're doing Mr. Mm-hmm. America from DC. It's a celebration shot. It's a four-year anniversary. So I said we'd celebrate it in style by picking the better ca- character that has America. You are, in sorry, there. no, you're going to come down on the side of the fence that Mr. America is a more iconic comic book character than Captain America. Look, I have to take stances on this show I'm not happy with, Sean. And sometimes you just have to go with it, okay? No, like, you don't. You're just doing it for the bit. No. <laughs> I'll do anything for the bit. He's a man I'd commits. sell my soul for the fucking bit, right? right? But, Sean, Mr. America, I'm sure you've heard of him. Uh, yeah. Tex Thompson. He's a very big deal in comic books. Tex Thompson. Tex Thompson, yeah. Most American name there is, of course. Shout out um, to America, well, te- by the way. <laughs> Shout out to the country America and all the other countries, Sean. Ha! Ah, I got, I'm getting in with everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> um, Tex Thompson shares the honour of having debuted in an Action Comics number one, Sean. A little known comic book. Oh, that's 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 like one of the early superhero comics. That's where Superman uh, came from. It's the very first comic with Superman in it, yes. My God. Uh, and with Mr. America in it, of course. So, yeah, Mr. America and Superman both appeared in the comic at the same time. So, I mean, technically, Mr. America is just as prestigious as Superman as well as Captain America. Look, the jury's out. But bearing in mind, Captain America was also appearing in comics kind of around that time. He was in timely comics. Yeah. Uh, fighting. He was fighting in the war, Connor. I'm not sure you're aware of it. Well, I don't know if we've heard of Mr. America, but he also likes wars, and I'll find, oh, yeah. find out Which now. Which side so is he on? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> he was on the fence. <laughs> oh no! Oh Jesus! Um, so look, the first comic book with Tex Thompson. This trip was unremarkable, Sean, in comparison to the Man of Steel. Um, and I mean, Tex Thompson was a simple Western type of of adventure serial, and um, by an author named Bernard Bailey who rather stretched his storytelling to fill the lengthy 12-page introduction when really, probably could have done maybe six pages. But 12-page introduction that really got us involved in Mr. America and turned, it, turned him into a household name. Okay, um, well, there's nothing wrong with the stre- most... stretching a story out. Like, we've both watched Arrow. <laughs> what a random dick. <laughs> what Fuck a random diggle. <laughs> oh, he's a character. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> ba- Bailey's best known co-creation was also the Spectre, just so you know. Um, oh, like so many Golden Age characters, Tex was, Sean, a millionaire. You're goddamn yeah. right he was. Which he was in the 1940s is basically a billionaire now. <laughs> yeah, Tex was a millionaire with too much time on his hands. That was his thing. The cowboy had struck it rich in oil. And began travelling the world, right? Oh. So I, he so, was a bit of a cowboy. So and he's he not just, rich. He's not a rich millionaire, Connor. He's an oil. He's a fossil fuel millionaire. I mean, he's big in the fossil fuels. And in the 40s, they were the next big thing. Oh, you heard about this new thing called plastic, guys? <laughs> I'm going to put it in my tummy. I'm going to put it in the ocean. <laughs> Micros. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, so look, the cowboy eventually, Tex gets bored, right? Tex gets bored of all the money and all the oil. He's got too much time, so he goes travelling the world. Um, and he goes to England, and in England he comes upon a dead, a dead body. And oh. he's accused of the murder by a woman named Sonia and her cohorts. Okay? Okay. Is, uh, oh, oh. So Sonia and her cohorts see a man next to a dead body and rightly assume he probably killed him. Now, he was holding a knife that was covered in blood, but that was from some other murder. He actually hadn't done that murder. He had just done a day course in butchering. Of course, you <laughs> he know. was big at the strangulation. He hadn't done any stabbing. That's what he was trying to explain to them, but they just would not listen. Just but, semantics, they kept saying. Yeah, they just decided to pin the murder on the American tourists. Yeah. Like, what's going on Ridiculous. there, Sonia? Um, things got complicated fast in this first issue, Sean. Well, the, the only witness. <laughs> As the only witness to back up Tex was a boy named Bobby, who the crooks had kidnapped. So Sonia and her cohorts had kidnapped the boy and then accused him of murder. What fucking moral high ground do they have if they're kidnapping kids <laughs> and being like, yeah, Murder's but murder... Murder's one level above. That crosses the line, do you know? I don't know. I don't, um, I don't when think- the sheriff arrived, Tex, and this is proper 1940s, Sean, Tex... He decides attack is the best form of defence. So he punches the sheriff in order to buy some time. <laughs> Not even to like escape and get like he just just to give him a few minutes of thinking. <laughs> he just needs a few minutes of thinking time so he can catch up with Bobby the Kid, who's his only witness to the fact that he didn't do it. Sorry, Bobby the Kid, as in like Billy no, the Kid. No, it's just Bobby, but he's, oh, right. he's the, the kid he named child, Bobby, I should have said. child, Bob. Yeah, yeah, of course, of yeah, course, of yeah. course, of course. So, um, sorry. So our hero, by the way, has just assaulted like a policeman, essentially. He doesn't have any powers at the minute. He's just a man. He's in England. He gets accused of murder. Um, okay. And so... We've all look, been there. While, <laughs> while, while a Tex is busy punching <laughs> officers, uh, Bobby frees himself. Um, oh, he's and, an enterprising uh, young man. He goes alert and alerts the authorities, just on his own back. So Tex ultimately does nothing but punch the sheriff. <laughs> yeah, he 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 
if anything, confuses the investigation for the murder of an innocent man, which still hasn't been addressed, by the way. And but, then but he just punches Bobby, the sheriff. While Bobby's off getting the investigators, getting the authorities, text aside, he goes to the gang leaders and he fucking corrals them. Um, and he fucking beats them all up, ties them all up, and says, there you go. So then the police arrive and they go, oh boy, Tex, you've solved this crime. Bobby's gotten you off the hook. And he goes, yes, this is the 1940s. Well, it's actually 1938. It's a different time. It's a, oh, it's a, oh, it's a very different time. Uh, but also, like, if you if you catch, like, a bunch of jewel thieves... But, but you don't you don't just get to get off scot free for kicking an officer in the balls. Ah, the you way. do. He's like, ah, he's a wild card, but I'm glad he's in our dick. Um, mm. When offered the reward for his capture, uh, Tex gave the money to the kids instead. And, I should uh, hope so. <laughs> and he went, yay! And then the issue ended. So that was his first introduction. A great character we all know and remember. But Sean, what happens is that. Eventually, in 1941, in the comic books, um, he goes to work uh, alongside his best friend, Bob Daly. I'm going to need you to remember Bob. Bob, But Bob's there, and him and Bob go work in in a major American city on the staff of Special Prosecutor Mahoney. (laughs) Wait, so so this millionaire is just going to work in, like, a law firm now? Yeah, he's now like he's now like this. He he like does admin work for a, a prosecutor, Mahoney, even though he's an oil baron. Okay, that's probably that's probably fine, right? In the in the <coughs> early forties, that's a fine thing. Seems to do. a bit weird, but um, Mahoney's fighting organized crime, so he's the prosecutor ah. who fights organized crime. So that's oh, why he's, I see. So him and Bob are getting involved to be like, we're going to help the city. And we're going to stop crime as well, which you, Prosecutor Mahoney, which you have to say the full name every time. Mahoney's a proper 1941 name. It is. It is also objectively just Mahoney as well. Uh, yeah, it is, but we, we would call it Mahoney. We would call um, it Mahoney, but it doesn't have the same ring, does it? Special Prosecutor no, Mahoney. 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 God damn it, Mahoney. <laughs> You're out of line, Mahoney. <laughs> exactly. In 1941, however, Thompson resigns his duties as an investigator and accepts a special war relief as he leaves aboard the Angelus, a ship carrying food supplies to Europe because World War II, Sean, it's a raging at the minute. Right, okay. And um, what was what's the background in World War Two? How did that begin? <laughs> Is that is that information not in the report? Connors? Am I am I meant to know that off the top of my head? Or I mean, I mean it's, it's 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 a big I, war. I'm just gonna. You know? I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. We'll both do a Google search afterwards, and okay, we'll find okay. out what we'll the issues notes. are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll compare. I I'll figure out what's going on. I'll watch a few YouTube videos, and eventually I will take. There probably are some lizard people, and then you go to the other side, and then we'll meet in the middle. Cool, yeah, and then for the like four year birthday of the show, we'll present a history of World War Two <laughs> presentation. <laughs> so it all started with Magellan. Oh fuck! <laughs> oh, we oh, went I, back too far. <laughs> I got nervous. <laughs> I was going to say Franz Ferdinand as well. Um, no, 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 that's a so, famous pop group, Connor. <laughs> of course, <laughs> we're smart. Um, a ship carrying food supplies to Europe. Tex discovers, however, a Nazi saboteur on board, but it is too late to prevent a man planting an explosive. The explosion causes the ship to sink, but Thompson survives and makes it to safety. 
Returning to America, I assume he swam the whole way to America, he takes advantage of the public believing him to be dead, and he operates undercover, Sean, as he is technically dead. He's outside the law, but surely he's also lost all of his money and resources, right? He tracks down the bomber and his leader, whose name is Pratt, um, possibly Chris, first name, who manages an entire sabotage crime ring, um, donning a mask and patriotic costume, dyeing his hair black, and arming himself with a whip. <laughs> I was fully prepared for you to say gun. Like he just Tex, has a gun. Tex calls himself Mr. America and he brings Pratt to justice. That's right, Sean. He's Mr. America and he's here to stop Nazis. I'm going to look up a picture of Mr. America. Also, apparently that was a name that Hulk Hogan went by for a while. Uh, oh, he did, yes. And I mean, the song is I Am A Real American, Sean, before he said, said all that, that racist stuff. Well, that's true. And then they distanced himself. This looks... He looks... Look... <laughs> He looks like a looks bit like of a Zorro, but he like looks on off like, day. He he just looks like Zorro, but like he, he, on laundry day. So all of his black stuff. Do you know? Is do you know the scene in Zorro, two thousand and one Zorro, when Antonio Banderas comes yeah. home? Um, sorry, when Hopkins comes home at the start of the movie, and he's all chill, and he gets into his shirt after doing a bit of Zorroing, yeah. and his wife is there, and he's just like relaxed. He's getting into his comfies. That's what he looks like, but that's his hero face. Yeah, yeah. This is this is like he suits up and this is what he envisioned in his head. He suits is, up but he dresses down, Sean. Oh yeah, he does. Yeah, I assume mm-hmm. as a millionaire he probably has some nice suits and things like but that. People can't know who he is, Sean. That'll give away the secret identity. So he goes undercover. Um so he brings Pratt to justice using his whip and his Mr. America name. Um he goes on a few more adventures. And then he decides to resume his civilian life, once again joining forces with Bob Daly. <laughs> glad. See, you you told me to remember Bob, and I'm really glad because now Bob is back. You know, Bob Bob is back, and Bob will come back again, and you'll oh, be surprised when he appears again. Um, months after beginning his costume career, Mister America uses experimental chemicals to give his cape the power of flight. <laughs> Love it. Love it. 1940s vague. Experimental chemicals. <laughs> the Flash got his powers from water vapours. This guy gets his flower powers of flight from experimental chemicals that he pours onto his cape. Which makes objectively less sense than the Flash's thing. I think probably the same. They have to be the same level. No, I think the, the idea of a man inhaling something and getting superpowers is more believable oh, to me than... A cape gives you the ability to fly because you douse it in bleach and hydrochloric acid. <laughs> yeah. At the same time, Bob, he wants to get involved, Sean. He's looking at his best pal and he's like, he's stopping all the crime. He's yeah. faking his own debt. I'm Bob. I want to get involved. That's I'm everyone's favourite character, Bob. I, people remember me. So Bob Daly decides to be a costumed hero himself to compliment Mr. America and act as his official sidekick. Ah, I see. It goes by Rob Knightley from then on. <laughs> like the original te- Red Tornado, Daly creates a disguise out of homemade items, such as a lampshade on his head, and he carries around a broom as a weapon, Sean. I don't um, think Bob's thought this through quite fully, Connor. He's going to get a killed. Bro- <laughs> wielding a broom as his weapon, Daly calls himself Fat Man. 
Bob. <laughs> Where's the self-esteem, buddy? Oh, Bob. I'm sure you're not. Like, even if, like, why would you, like, oh, there's so many other names you could have picked. <laughs> Call yourself trying his best, man. Yeah. <laughs> Call yourself the sweeper, you know, if you're so mad on the broom thing. It's been a heavy winter, man. Yeah, hibernation, lad. Like, this kind of thing. <laughs> And he joins Mr. America on several adventures, dressed in a lampshade on his head and a broom carrying it around. Um, despite Fat Man's bumbling behaviour and sometimes ridiculous antics, Sean, Mr. Oh. America appreciates his help and loyalty. A recurring adversary for the duo during this time is the woman crime lord known only as Queen Bee. It's a pretty good name for a crime lord, to be fair. I mean, it's Beyonce. Oh, it is Beyonce. <laughs> Sorry. I, do, I, I would never associate Beyonce with anything evil, Connor. She can only do good. <laughs> um, as Mr. America, Thompson saw himself fighting for the spirit of America, Sean. I think you'll, I think you'll understand this, but he goes a little bit extra. Mr. America, I don't... Or Captain America, I think, is a little bit of a bitch boy in comparison. Because he doesn't oh. go all the way, okay? He, do, he, might, he might dress up, but yeah. Miss, Mr. America... He whistles Yankee Doodle, and as he goes about his business, and he leaves behind a red, white, and blue striped feather as his trademark whenever he solves a crime. He's got, like, a calling card going. Yeah, it's a feather, for some reason. Right. Okay. But, the, but and whistling Yankee Doodle, I don't think that the, the thing of Captain America was... Oh, let's make him the most American it can possibly be. It was more aspirational of being like, look what America could be. He yeah. He's the best of us. Whereas yeah. this man is just like the most stereotypical American <laughs> at the time. I think, I don't know what you're saying right now. This is the most historical and the biggest legacy character DC has. Um, and now you might say, Sean, they may have copied Captain America. Maybe. I don't want to say that. I haven't put it out there. But what I will say is, this guy's better. So even if they did look over there, maybe they had a little glance. They're like, Captain mm-hmm. America's over there. Well, our guy has a whip. What has he got? A shield. Whips are better. Whips are attacking. No, a shield would be with the a whip. whip. Shield would be the whip any day no of the week. No way is a shield beating the whip. No, it is. It, especially if it's that throwy shield that Captain America has. He's fucking, he's dead. He's cutting yeah, that whip Yeah, but this guy is able to fly and he's got Fat Man beside him. I don't give a shit if he has Jesus Christ beside him. A whip <laughs> is not going to beat a shield. <laughs> what if I throw the whip? Oh, jeez, actually. <laughs> you what you've done there is you're throwing a wrench properly. into my... <laughs> Just like fucking... <laughs> Just like limply throwing him. I've also, I've looked it up. Uh, yeah. Mr. America, uh, Tex Thompson yeah. debuted... 1938, June. Yeah. Uh, Captain America <laughs> debuted March of 1941. <laughs> <gasps> oh, fuck. Mr. Oh, America that's... was first. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Finally. No. I hate Sean. it. Oh, Sean, the humble pie you have to eat. Please, just... I just want you to say the words to me that Marvel copied Captain America off DC. It seems... The timely mm-hmm. comics at the time yeah. took inspiration from the, the action comics character, Mr. America. But there was no need because DC nailed it first time out. Like, there was no, you weren't going to improve. Well, we haven't, seen how, we haven't seen how Mr. America's story ends, though. 
You know, he could, he could, he could, you know, defect at this point. Well, T- Thompson's life became forever changed when President Franklin Roosevelt called upon him to undergo intensive training and become a special commando and secret agent behind enemy lines in World War Two. Okay, this um, is this is Captain America shit right here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but apparently, Fr- Mister America did it first. <laughs> For the special mission, President FDR renamed Mister America. Americanmando. Americanmando. It's not as smooth as they think it is. <laughs> no. But, like, I guess they didn't want to give, like, a, a, a full military title to him at that point. Yeah, they from from the Sea of America, they just spell commando. So, Americanmando. It's just... I don't think it rolls off the it tongue. Doesn't, no, it doesn't roll off the tongue at all. It more fumbles and trips off the tongue. So here's the thing. America Mando, he was assigned to masquerade as a Nazi officer. Um, so he does Air Otto, Air Otto Riker. Um, his mission was to learn all he could about Nazi aims and information, sabotage Axis projects and Axis victims. His most frequent adversaries during this time were Mr. Ito, a German Japanese, Japanese assassin. Sean, I will admit, a lot of this really racist. So I, we're going to kind of just move over it. <laughs> was a different time. Doesn't excuse it by any means, but there's the, <laughs> the sentiment behind the characters, I suppose. Oh, well, so much racism. Um, Thompson worked for the Americans for several years behind enemy lines. His close confidant, Fat Man, <laughs> was oh. left behind to continue to fight on American soil. <laughs> Fat Man was killed 90 minutes after Mr. America left. <laughs> he died on the way back from the airport. <laughs> he choked on a hot dog. <laughs> Got a sh- the lampshade fell on his head. He couldn't see while he was driving. Oh no! <laughs> Crashed into an orphanage. It was horrible. Oh man! Um, so what happens is, American Mando operated successfully in both Europe and the Pacific during the duration of the war. However, Thompson's last appearance as the American Mando, um, he encountered Terry Sloan, otherwise known as Mister Terrific during the bombing of Dresden because the All-Star Squadron was over there for DC. So they basically had, like, all their heroes because, like, as Captain America in comic books, the exact same thing in all comic books, in, like, 42, 43, you had to get your heroes into World War Two, and they had to punch Hitler. That was the big thing. So DC's he, version yeah. was the All-Star Squadron. So they just got all the heroes to just team up and then go over and fight uh, the Nazis. They all take a turn punching Hitler in a big circle. I, I could only assume, yeah. I mean, it'd be weird. They didn't send Superman, which always makes me giggle because it would have just ended completely, like, seconds. Yeah, Superman just stopping more. It would be the Dr. Manhattan thing in Watchmen. Like, yeah, like, Superman just rises above the battlefield, looks 17 miles that way. He's like, he's over there. <laughs> just Lasers. bomb that place. <laughs> um, so, in Thomas's last period, as I said, he met Mr. Terrific. And this was in Dresden. And the two teamed up to save innocent German civilian lives. Because they're okay. nice people. Um, after th- after Thompson revealed to Mr. Terrific that there were no munitions factories in Germany for the Allies to bomb. Thompson rushed into a burning building to save a small girl. So the building was on fire behind them. Oh, so he's like, see. I'm running in to get her. This is my moment. He's a brave um, boy. The building, Sean, collapsed around Mr. America and he was never seen again. (laughs) Jesus. That's that's like his canonical death, is it? 
Uh, well, apparently he once again escaped it and is suspected to have set up an agency called Hero Hotline under the guise of the coordinator. But, I mean, I will admit that's a bit like um, Charlie's Angels style. Right. And it's like, Charlie, you never see him. And it's just a rumour, Sean, in comic books where people just kind of made up, well, what shit character could this be? And it could be him. Okay. Or what if he, like, he, he faked his death and then he went to a cafe in Italy and he looked across oh. the tables and he saw yeah. his old friend Fat Man and they both <sighs> just looked at each other and they knew. They knew everything they needed to know, Connor. I failed you, Master Wayne. <laughs> I failed you, Fat Man. <laughs> <laughs> Powers and abilities. When first introduced, Tex Thompson is an intelligent person with a talent for detective work and great skill at hand-to-hand combatant. He becomes a form. He becomes formidable with a whip shot. For fucking formidable. Okay. Um, Mr. For some of his adventures as Mr. America, he also applied a chemically treated cape, capable of going rigid and achieving flight, comparing it to a flying rug. <laughs> no, wait. Is it like a glide situation or does he stand on the cape? Shut up, that's why. How does he control, to control it? it? <laughs> what, think of Aladdin. Okay, but the fucking the the rug has sentience in Aladdin is the issue. Uh, there. I don't, it's iffy on this. I don't think the the cape doesn't have sentience, but it does have magical chemicals, and I don't know how much more I need to break that down. How you're not picking that up? Look, maybe um, I'm just thick, Connor. Mick, <laughs> I didn't want to say it, but I mean it's obvious. He put chemicals on the fucking cape, and it flies now. It's obviously. I'm going to cover happened. my bed in chemicals, and whatever <laughs> happens, be it on your head. <laughs> Now, time for a sleep. Snooze, 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 snooze. Ah, the yellow smoke really sets me off to bed. <laughs> to control the cape's function, Mr. America used a remote control ah. built into his sash, and he pressed certain buttons when needed. Oh, well, that's pretty good. Uh, but ultimately, that makes it more confusing, because he puts chemicals on it, so yeah. it magically is able to fly, but then yeah. he's also able to control it with buttons. Shut up. I mean, you're now defending Mr. America. Yeah, yeah, he's he's my he's my boy. He's my homeboy, Connor. He's my sweet cheese. And as an official U.S. government operative called America Mando, Tex receives intensive military training, learning espionage techniques, as well as, as well as how to operate certain military vehicles and explosives. Um, his training makes him a proficient marksman and an expert in different martial arts, including jujitsu. He also oh. learns German and is able to speak it fluently while disguising his native accent from the Nazis. Ma- but he keeps whistling Yankee Doodle Dandy everywhere he goes about. Gives so him away. That is the is. one thing that he probably should just stop doing. Oh, look, it's his tell, you know, he can't, he can't control it. Um, so that is my report on DC's Mr. America shot a better character than Captain America he came first much more rounded much more much better character progression and character development thoughts uh, look I think it, it, it's, it, it's really interesting to me that he came first I think it, that that's very much what most superheroes of the time were where they were yes. rich men with some bullshit about them and they did, they, they did heroics and they inspired people. That's fine. That's all well and good. I think it's... And like jokes aside, I think Captain America has such a stranglehold on being the America guy that if DC now introduces Mr. America into their yeah. cinematic universe, there would be fucking war going on. 
And, and it would be people should. like me and you being like, no, but he technically came first. But they would be like, oh, we don't care. Chris Evans. Shut up, nerd. <laughs> exactly. Um, like, I, I, I read that, by the way, and what really gathered my attention was, he's like Captain America, except he's got a whip instead of a shield, and his cape can magically fly. And he's also got a friend called Fat Man who has a lampshade on his head. I'm never not going to cover that character, Sean. That's, that that piques my interest after all of these years. That's true. That is true. Um, now, Captain America was friends with Namor the Submariner and the Human Torch. But yeah. Human Torch but was I an don't android think... back in the day. Fight to the death, yeah. I think Fat Man takes Human Torch. I disagree for the simple reason that his main <laughs> weapon is made of wood. <laughs> it's just a brush. Just a brush. Like first, those bristles on the brush—that's a weird 1940s broom, like you see in Tom and Jerry. Yeah, it's not. That's it's like rough up. as fuck. Like that's fucking tinder, is what that is. Yeah, so yeah, that's gone yeah. up. The handle just gets charred and charred with every hit until he can snap it, and then he's got third degree burns. You know. Yeah, but once it snaps, it's got, it's a bit more stabby, isn't it? Like it's a bit yeah, yeah, like like it's spiky at the top. That's, like yeah, but Namor has already broken the man's neck by this. Okay, point. Well, oh, so he's fighting Namor as well. Two v one seems a bit unfair now. I don't know well, if you win that. The two American lads, they're, they're fighting each other. They're they're testing whip v shields <laughs> tactics. Who who wins, Captain America and Mister America versus Namor and the Human Torch? <laughs> Namor and the Human Torch would beat the other two. <laughs> Oh, they'd kick the shit out of They would destroy them. They would absolutely murder them. Like, no contest. <laughs> okay. Batman and Mr. America versus mm-hmm. Captain America and the Human Torch. How much prep time does Batman have? A day. Batman wins. Mm, yeah. Captain, so. uh, Mr. America doesn't help much, but Batman wins. No, I, th- I think it's 2v1, to be honest, but I think Batman might use him as a human shield. <laughs> I think himself some extra seconds. I think Batman would try and get him out of the way as quickly as possible, so he didn't have to factor him into his decisions. Yeah, his maths were fucked. Yeah, through his logic of like, get the fuck out of here. You're a weirdo. <laughs> you're just you're slowing me down. Literally, give, give me the whip. <laughs> give me the whip before you go. Give me the whip and the flying cape. I might use that. <laughs> So, Sean, that's my report on Mr. America, the greatest America-based character. Look, he's certainly one of them, Connor. Would you like me to take us out? (laughs) Yeah, try not. Thanks, everyone, for listening to this episode of Hero or Zero. We will be back on Monday with Movie Mondays, Wednesday with Weird News Wednesday, and next Friday with another episode of Hero or Zero. Big thank you to everyone over on the Patreon who continues to support the show, patreon.com forward slash heroes for hire podcast, if you want to check us out over there. As Connor mentioned, we are doing the uh, kind of Patreon meetup four-year birthday celebration for the podcast. That'll be next Saturday, 22nd of October. Um, So do check the Patreon for information on that. Uh, Other ways to support the show, then, there is the merch store link below, heroesforhire.ie forward slash shop. Twitter is at heroesforhirepod, the four is the number four. Facebook is Detective Divilman's discussion group. Instagram is heroesforhirepodcast. And the best way to ever help out the show is to tell one human being that we exist. Just a one, please. And I think that's about it, Connor. I forgot for a second. <laughs> I think so. So I've been Connor Long. I'm riddled with caffeine. Let's talk to Blair, please. Bye. <laughs>
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.